late 2009 was pretty interesting in terms of crystallizing a new era. Barack Obama famously coming off a landslide victory is in his first year uh, as president. But 2009, especially in September, was when we started to see things crop up. The Miss Me Yet poster with George W. Bush's face on it. The following February, it was made into a billboard in Wyoming. Miss Me Yet. It's kind of interesting that in a lot of cases, the politics of memory trump politics of fact. It's even more so true today, but in a lot of cases, it was always true. It's kind of uh, savvy to say, oh, information is dead or misinformation today. Post-fact society is something else. But I actually go back to an earlier time, uh, famously, the Lost Cause movement. that started in 1866. A group of Southern writers, biographers, historians started talking about the Civil War. They called it the Lost Cause. And it was a very thinly veiled attempt to put the South's cause on a more noble plane against a craven or evil northern mission. And I think the Miss Me Yet posters were were trying to do that as well. Trying to say, oh, Miss Me Yet? Miss George W. Bush? Question mark. What was there to miss about George W. Bush? Other than the fact that If you didn't like Barack Obama, there's only two options. But anyway, back to the lost cause after the Civil War. There's a lot of examples that this really has an endearing quality as well. Uh, It would only be 10 years, 10 years, that the Republicans of the victorious Union Party uh, would keep troops in the South, would guarantee uh, freedom for African-Americans in the 13th, 14th, and 15th Amendments that not only made African-American citizens outlawed slavery, but gave them the right to vote. By 1915, of course, we have Birth of the Nation, which is the most famous movie in America. Though there were protests at the time from the NAACP, they really didn't make much headway. They heroically showed how Southern, mostly black leaders um, were a menace, were enslaving the white folk in the South. So that was just 50 years, 50 years. In fact, with a friend of mine, we're rewatching the 100 greatest films ever made. And though we watch Birth of a Nation, there's another film in 1925 called The General. And The General is loosely based on a memoir of the same name, The General. And it is about uh, an engineer working on a train uh, for the South uh, who finds about a northern plot to steal supplies and route the South in in a surprise attack. And it was this engineer, this general, of course. He wasn't a general. The train was called the general. But the general making it seem like a noble cause and a noble cause of a southern engineer fighting against the Union. There's only one problem. The memoir it's based on, it was reversed. The cowards, the mischievousness 
was actually coming from the Confederates against the Union. Buster Keaton, who is the star of the film and star of the silent era, even said out loud that he did not believe American audiences would believe that the Confederates would be so dastardly. Think about that. We were so entrenched in the politics of memory, completely divorced from fact, that Buster Keaton, a northern man in Hollywood, did not believe that the American public would see the North as the heroes and the South as the enemies. We also know this, right? Let's just take a step back. How many high schools are named after Robert E. Lee? One of the largest, outside of Mount Rushmore, monuments in the United States is of Southern generals in Georgia. This will probably happen again. And not just miss me yet posters on the side of Wyoming um, of a highway somewhere in 2010. George H.W. Bush's funeral. Bipartisan. Bipartisan. One of the most endearing stories we heard was of Michelle Obama and George W. Bush sharing some candies. It's a good story. But it's the politics of memory coming back. So I think though it is an open question and though it would be tough to be sitting here in November of 2020 to ever see a scenario where Donald Trump, a viciously hated person by half of Americans and viciously beloved by the other half of Americans, would ever come out as seen as this person who overcame everything and became this universally liked figure. But politics of memory are already starting. Just yesterday, recording this the day after Thanksgiving, just yesterday, he said, do not let Biden get credit for the vaccine. And say what you will about Donald Trump. He does a very nice job of opening up his brain of somebody who's in the presidency. We really don't learn these types of thoughts until decades later, if at all. But here's Donald Trump staring down the barrel of his legacy saying, do not let the next guy get credit for what I did. It's exactly what Herbert Hoover said, 1934, 1935, after FDR basically takes over Hoover's plan and and saves America from the Great Depression. And truly, we're not out of the Depression until World War II starts. So that's something on my mind right now. How do we remember things? Is it a new phenomenon? Is it an old phenomenon? Well, certainly in American history, whether you're watching The General, 1925, seeing how a Southern engineer can overcome all the wiles of the Union generals, the literal generals, against the train. How we can miss George W. Bush just a year after he was mocked with Bushisms, was at 25% approval at the helm of two very unpopular wars, Hurricane Katrina. Just one year of Obama made somebody look up at a billboard? Miss me yet? 
That's it. That's what's on my mind. Something I'm thinking about. Really over, even when it's over.